Welcome everyone to the Game Vault Podcast. I'm your host Tom Schuster and joining me tonight are Mark Myers and Jenny Aquino. Tonight we'll be discussing how remasters lead to new games. And we're going to be reviewing our retro-like game Luigi's Mansion for the Nintendo GameCube. But before we get to that, what have you guys been playing? I'll let's go first see. since I was dead Jenny, Jenny's <laughs> missed a week, so let's, yeah. let's see what she had going on. Um, so I have had a, an unfortunate event take place in my gaming life. My PlayStation 4 died. No. Yeah. I'm with you. My 360 died. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a happy time for us. So I've been not not complaining about this part. I've been playing all PC games, um, which is nice because I'm remembering why I used to like them so much. Um, so I picked right back up with Dead by Daylight on the PC, and um, somebody else may have as well. Uh, <laughs> and it is. I thought it was going to be so much worse because watching streamers the majority of them that i follow anyway on twitch they all play pc and they're all sick like everyone's really good at it everyone smack talks each other in chat because there's actually like a live chat before and after the game so Mm -hmm. i was like i get so frustrated with it as it is i can't have someone like (laughs) trolling me in the chat um but everyone's been totally fine really nice knock on wood um and then we had the silent hill dlc come out which was amazing um Unfortunately, our last stream last Friday, I believe it was, we only got to see Pyramid Head once. And we kicked his ass. We did. We definitely did. <laughs> I'm surprised like everyone's not playing Pyramid Head. The thing is, the first the first like full week that they had the DLC, everybody was playing either either the Survivor from Silent Hill or the Killer from Silent Hill, and then every other map was the elementary school. And okay. I don't know what happened, but we only got one small little preview of it, so maybe, maybe this weekend um, we'll see more. But we'll have to, we'll have to see about that, I guess. Because um, he sucks. <laughs> yeah. So come, come at us, Pyramid Head. Not the real <laughs> one though. <laughs> um, so yeah. Besides Dead by Daylight, I've also been. Um, well, actually, I was gonna say I've been playing Civilization VI. I picked it up a little bit, um, but I actually haven't been playing it as much as I was. Um, I have been enjoying watching Dan and Mark play, so I've actually probably watched more of the game being played than actually played it. Um, but I help strategize a little bit, so it's fun. Um, hey, you're getting in on it. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. And then I played a bunch of City Skylines, so I'm on my... My mess-up ones don't count because I didn't know how to play, so technically I'm on my second city right now because the first one I murdered everyone with a tidal wave. <laughs> by accident <laughs> I, I don't know what i did something with a dam i guess i didn't build it correctly and this giant wave just flooded my entire city so that was kind of sad but the second one's going really well um i think i'm going to buy my second like plot of area soon so and i might turn it into actual city with like sky skyscrapers and stuff so that's going well and then um on and off playing destiny 2 unfortunately um my computer doesn't like when I play Destiny 2 that much. Um, again, if anyone tuned into our last, not this past Wednesday, but the one before, I think it was, I got kicked off a bunch of times. Um, so I'm still trying to work through the bugs with that, but hopefully that will stop giving me trouble because I really like the game. And I had to thank you, Tom, for getting me back into that because it had been a long time since I played Destiny and I forgot how much I liked it. <laughs> no problem. Um, and then I played Louis- Luigi's Mansion, which we'll talk about later. So that's pretty much all from me. Mark, how about you? Kind of bug and kind of no. Um, 
<laughs> oh, boy. see how long that, that joke will last. <laughs> Forever. I think it's going to be the game of the year. Um, no, uh, mostly I've been playing uh, Last of Us Part 2. Um, I finished it because I don't think I was finished last time we recorded it. Um, uh, yeah, that or if I was, I just don't remember because it's been my whole life for a long time. Um, a long time, meaning June 19th. Uh, so, yeah, that game's really good. I still don't, I, I've watched so much criticism on it and so much stuff. And there's some things that I just don't, I don't get. I get some of the criticism. Uh, I've heard some people change my mind on a couple things. Not my own opinion, but my opinion about people's opinions, if you if you track what I'm saying there. Yes. Um, but, yeah, that, that game's really good. It's, it's so far game of the year. Um, short of if Cyberpunk or Ghost of Tsushima are great, I don't think anything's going to knock it off at this point. But then again, there could be some great indie game in, you know, in Q3 um, that sort of knocks it off. But, um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm really excited to... Um, still deciding what I want to do in terms of a review. I was thinking of um, doing something that wouldn't matter if I mentioned it on this podcast because this could come out after my decision so just keep an eye you know um, watch the VOD that's on Twitch if anything does happen um, with it uh, besides that um, I played a couple palette cleansers you know my uh, NBA 2K um, season um, and, and I I picked up NHL 20 again and um, you know picked up because you in, in NHL 20 you can create the 32nd team which is the seattle team that's coming mm-hmm. and you can just create it from scratch and make anything um so i created a team that's located in wyoming of course uh, as you do as you do um question for you guys and i don't know if i can change this in the game but i just realized that after creating this thing last fall when i did the trial is the plural for bison bison or is it bison, bison. uh there's no it's bison. There's no yeah. second. Edit. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so hopefully I can change that. I'll go see. If it popped in my head in the middle of my second, I was like, I don't think there's an S. It would be bison. Um, yep. Because they had this really great logo of a bison, like, crashing through, like, a, a shape that was kind of square. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Wyoming's kind of square um, or rectangly. <laughs> so I picked that and picked a bunch of, like, cowboy colors, like, uh, like mustard browns and yellows and stuff like that. I Terrible like the thought colors. that you put into that, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big giant W for the third jerseys. That's um, I also named the arena after a um, uh, energy company from the state of Wyoming. So oh it's God. the it's the Cloud Peak Energy Arena. You went you went in. <laughs> oh, I I actually Google searched um, and I did it. Like I was like major corporations in Wyoming. That's um, great. Mark went all out on this. I'm very proud of him. Yeah. I was considering, like, when I get to the playoffs in there, is it just stream that and just kind of constantly tweet Cloud Peak Energy? Like, hey, home game at Cloud Peak Energy. And <laughs> just see how quickly I either get blocked or they start playing into it. Um, but anyway, so I played through that. That game's fine. I mean, they, my opinion about NHL, um, probably the only time we'll really talk about it because... Um, I don't know how much you guys are into it, but it really needs a, just an overhaul. It needs a complete overhaul. That game has been the same for about five years. Um, you know, not really anything different. They add little things on the periphery here and there in terms of, you know, uh, features and stuff like that. But the game itself has been practically the same since they came to PS4 and Xbox One. 
Uh, So, yeah, they have to, it's like um, Madden has the same issue, but they have no competition. And Madden will sell millions and millions of copies because of Ultimate Team. Um, That's the same thing FIFA. Um, right, but at least same. they have competition. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it's just they it, it's been the same game. Like the graphics haven't really changed. The only cool thing about this with the arena thing is that you can set up a, your own goal horn and goal music and stuff like that, and you can have the lighting go off differently when you score. Like like I said, I said so stuff on the periphery um, of the game. Um, you can still do mainly the same things to score goals most of the time. Um, it stopped being a hundred percent for some things, um, down to like 85% of the time. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that's my mini rant on NHL is that (laughs) I've loved that game since the original. It was the first game I saw that wasn't an NES game. My neighbor got a Genesis, one of the early Genesis, um, like, uh, you know, Alex Kidd era Genesis, um, and had NHL hockey and, and showed it to me. And, you know, I've loved it ever since. So it's a, it's one of those, everybody has a little niche franchise that they love mm-hmm. and that that's mine. Um, and I just, I get it every year. Well, now I have EA access, so I pay 30 bucks for it technically every year. Um, but yeah, I just wish they really improve it. So I, I played through that um, on, you know, on the PC, I've done some, um, when I've gotten bored, I've done some Sonic and All-Stars racing. Um, just get through that. I unlocked Danica Patrick. Danica um, Patrick is nice. in Sonic All-Stars Racing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. They, they, it's, she has my second favorite thing because she's ridiculous that she's in the game, first off. Um, <laughs> she drives an indie car. Of course she does. Um, and, and it leads me to my second favorite thing is that um, uh, Ryu is in the game from, I think it's Ryo, the uh, Shemu guy. Oh, Ryo. Ryo. Yeah. Um, he's in the game, and I thought maybe it was another racing game, but I thought he'd drive a forklift, but he doesn't. Um, what does he, he drive? He drives he's a dri- giant outrun machine. The whole machine? The whole cabinet, <laughs> yeah. Wow. On wheels, so it's kind of cool. It's like the actual seat one, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, so that's kind of cool, but I would have loved it if he drove a forklift, because that, that's a better joke. Um but I feel yes. like they missed the missed the missed the mark with that. They may they may it may be an alternate skin. Who knows? I, I I maybe it was the maybe there's been two Sonic racing games and the first one he was in a forklift. Um and this is just the second one. I don't know. But yeah, I played through that and um yeah, that's about it. I've been you know mainly mainly watching a bunch of people I respect play Last of Us Two just to see their reactions to it. And I'm just glad that I don't follow any shitheads um, on Twitch. <laughs> You managed um, to not get any spoilers or anything? No, no, no. I mean, I played it and then watched it. Um, the sh- meaning the shithead's just basically not understanding the game. Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> and just calling out really shitty, ch- problematic things um, about it. Um, yep. So I understand. Yeah, I'm like, I'm glad I don't follow anyone like that. Because there were a couple people in some chats were just like, I watched Last of Us 2 with this guy, and he started going on some rant about the game and screaming and hollering. And I was like, I quickly unfollowed that guy. Yeah. Um, and I've been following him for six years. Jeez. So yeah, the game's a little divisive, but I think it, it comes down to, it, it was the mass effect three thing where people think they have ownership over the, the stories. Mm-hmm. Um, a little more mass effect three than this, but it's the same premise that if, 
if it's not exactly what they wanted in their head, they start signing petitions and things. Lovely. So, uh, so um, people who sign petitions for video games kill me. Like you're not you're not changing anything. I hate to tell you. Well, they did with Mass Effect Three. They actually wrote a new ending, but um, <laughs> <laughs> that's EA being EA. Um, going, oh, we can make some money. We can sell a DLC. That, um, yeah, that's what that's all they were thinking about. <laughs> Uh, but they're trust me the and also it's sad to see how you know it's just the backlash and the you know defensiveness that both the people complaining and the creators are getting and it's just you know this game will probably win a bunch of game of the year awards um so it'll probably all be forgotten by the end of the year but it's it it kind of sucks being a guy that creates myself being a guy that creates stories for stranger damies and stuff you know i kind of get that defensiveness that Neil Druckmann has for, for parts of the story. But, um, yeah, besides that, I'm looking forward. I'm going back and forth on whether I should buy Ghost of Tsushima um, or just play through what I have. Um, I don't know how up-to-date on something I want to be. We'll just see how it goes. Um, I'm not I'm not completely sold on that game. So um, Yeah, I feel, like that, I feel like that's a game I need to see reviews on. Yeah, yeah, I'm not... 100% sold on it. Um, so it's not like Last of Us 2 where I pre-ordered it. Um, and still haven't figured out how to get the pre-order bonuses. Beat the game anyway. So, um, yeah, the pre-order bonus was supposed to give me, like, an upgrade or something early. You don't really need it. Um, yeah, that's about it. Um, I've just been waiting. Um, besides playing all the games we play on stream, you know, having fun with Dan with Civ and, you know, the day, Dead by Daylight. Um, mm-hmm. Haven't been doing much outside of that gaming. And um, uh, played some GameCube games just randomly to test out because we'll get to it in the Luigi's Mansion section. But I don't know <laughs> why it took me so long to download Dolphin. I, Dolphin I makes don't know these either. It's look amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I am happy. Um, I, I'm on the fence. I was tempted to almost download the uh, Collector's Edition Legend of Zelda uh gamecube rom and i'm like why i have that i i have linked to the past on everything including i have that actual physical disc somewhere um for the collector's edition um i was like i'm not gonna use not it's probably only like 300 megabytes but i'm like i already have this i i can play the super nintendo version they didn't do anything no there's literally no difference there's no difference (laughs) Uh, but it was like that dumb Facebook thing you sent me with the sale on FF10 on Switch. <laughs> and I'm just like, ah! Um, for a game that's probably my third or fourth favorite Final Fantasy, I tend to buy it everywhere eventually. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's the ongoing joke. That's why I keep sending it to you anytime I see it. For something that you don't have, I'm oh. like, oh, I gotta send this to Mark. Yeah. Yeah, because it's... I'll say, I'll say this one last thing, and we'll get to what Tom's playing. I know I go off on tangents and rants on my section of this, but, um... The reason I keep buying 10 is because 10's always the easiest one to get into. Um, it's also one of the shortest ones, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, it depends on how much you want to do. You know, it really depends on if you want to dodge 200 lightning bolts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, then, then you might add some hours to it. Um, yeah, getting the ultimate weapons is the worst part of that game. Um, That's usually the worst part of most of these games. Let's yeah, be honest. Some, some of them are, you know, you know, go defeat this enemy and get it which is a little bit easier than you have to finish the Chocobo race with a zero on the clock somewhere to, to yeah. get a, I mean, that unit. The one, the, to get ultimate weapons in 13 was kind of a pain in the ass, too. 
where you had to upgrade a certain weapon with a certain thing at a certain time and blah 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 that was yeah that was not fun either yeah and also i have not as much love for it but i feel my love in this game for blitzball is probably on par with jen and gwent um impressive I, fig- <laughs> I figured out all the strategies to it, but you can't multiplayer it, so it's not uh. worth anything. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I figured out. Like, I love the one cheat in that, just one final tangent, um, is that in the first game, if you want to get the certain trophy or certain um, item, you have to win the final game. So what people do is they'll score the goal to take the lead, then they'll get the ball and they'll go hide behind their net <laughs> because the AI can't get back there. Oh my god! And then just let the time run out. It's genius to win the game. Yeah, I, I love stuff like that. Yeah. If I if I can cheese something that's supposed to take yeah. hours, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, especially with one of those games, it kind of owes you that, right? After all the time you put into it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's is... a there's a there's a cheese in Final Fantasy VII when you're racing chocobos, how to get your chocobo to not lose any stamina. I do it every time. I don't care yeah, because. Like I'm going to be doing this for hours, so the fact that I can cheese it, I'm going to cheese it, and yeah, I don't the, care. Yeah, the only time you can't really cheese Blitzball is to get to get an item. Is I believe there's an item for having the most goals in the season when you play the league. There's a mm-hmm. league. You can play a league in that. Of course. Um, where you have to sign contracts, and it's I've gotten way too into Blitzball at times. Um, and you have to score goals, so... You know, you can't do the cheese to win games. You do that to win games. Um, if just to get the, if if you just do the tournament to go through the tournament, you can do the cheese. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So I am looking forward to having a little time um, the weekend that just passed um, to maybe catch up on some stuff, uh, maybe play some Witcher and um, you know a couple other games on here that I haven't gotten a chance to, or maybe I'll just go and write the entire second campaign for Stranger Damies. Who knows? <laughs> well, we'll be looking forward to it, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, so Tom, what were so, you doing? So I'm still in like a post-game depression rut type deal yeah. uh, after Remake. So my gaming has been really slow and not a whole lot of it. Um, I've been dabbling in my racing games just because that's one of the things I'm going to be playing no matter what. Um, and I actually w- have been playing uh starcraft 64 so cool i've i've been liking the rumble pack for the n64 because most games like that they don't have they don't have rumble from that era because you had to have the actual rumble pack to plug into your controller (laughs) um but i i forgot how hard it was uh (laughs) like the first level is super easy because it's like teaching you how to do everything but as soon as you get out of that first level it's like hitting you in the face this game's tough um and it's gonna take you a while i got about halfway to three quarters of the way through the game i still need to beat it i haven't beaten the game yet so uh it's just one of those games that takes you back takes you back to a different time because it there's no game like that out today there's nothing like like that there's no on-rail shooters anymore they don't really exist so it's cool to go back and play something from that era, knowing that that's it's like one of a kind. There's not really anything that you can play today that would equal that that I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, a lot of the on rail shooters have now moved to VR. 
Yeah, I feel like VR is a place for that type of thing, just because of the the um, lack of movement, like the the lo- yeah. the limitation you have. It makes it a lot easier for for you to do that in VR, as opposed to people wanting to explore the whole the whole world in a normal shooter yeah. type. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. But I I there is there is a bright spot. I do have vacation coming up. And I'm hoping to beat something. Uh, I have a few choices. Um, I may take your guys' input in, into it. Uh, I'm choosing between Fire Final Emblem Fan- Three Houses. No, no, no I'm <laughs> these are games that these are games that have already begun okay. and gotten a good amount into them. I, I it's between uh, Breath of the Wild, Final Fantasy Three Slash Six, or um, What's the other one? Uh, Octopath Traveler. Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I haven't beaten it yet, so you might you might get get to it before I do. I was gonna say, knowing you, I, I think beating the Final Fantasy just to get that off your list um, would probably be the one I would lean for there, um, just because I know how good that game is um, as well. Um, and I want you to actually, how far have you ever gotten in that game? Have Have you gotten past the halfway point before? Um, I haven't gotten to the, like, the twist yet. The twist, okay. Yeah, so, just, just just for that, just to have that experience, that's why I would lean to that one, because um, I I think what you can do, I basically what we're saying is, don't worry about the last game you mentioned. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just I, I'm way, so, so I'm way further in Breath of the Wild, so I may yeah. do that first, because I don't think it would take was, me that long to beat. Yeah, I was just going to say you could do those two, but I would put yeah. most of my concentration in Final Fantasy. Um, because Breath of the Wild, I'm, I've am i beaten three of the four, um, what's it yeah. called? Three of the four beasts. Mm-hmm. So I just need to do the one beast, and then I need to beat Ganon. Well, you don't technically and, have to do these. You can just go try and fight Ganon. I could <laughs> yeah, try and fight really Ganon easy. whenever I want, but <laughs> I don't, I'd rather not get destroyed. Yeah. Also, cool. I have to relearn all the goddamn controls for Breath of the Wild, because you don't play it for a, a month. Even a yeah. month. I haven't played yeah. it in all, probably almost a year. I can't even imagine well, trying to go back and play it. Well, the the, the one question is like every Zelda game. Um, have you have you gotten the Master Sword yet? No. Okay. Not that you need it because you can actually beat the game without it. Um, which is my one slight gripe with Breath of the Wild. Um, without the Master Sword. Yeah. Just because I'm I'm a big Zelda lore guy, and I think um, it's always fun to do that. Mm-hmm. Because the wild is all. yeah, because they say you know if they say you can beat it with three hearts, it means you can beat it without the master sword because you need thirteen hearts to get the master sword. Um, so spoilers for anybody that hasn't played <laughs> the game. Um, it's actually a pretty cool sequence. I won't spoil the actual um, to get it, but um, yeah, but I, I think yeah, I think once you beat that last beast, um, if you haven't, if you don't have over thirteen hearts yet, or you know a good amount of hearts. You know, I would do all that before fighting Ganon. Um, yeah. I went and actually, not cheated, but I, people made up maps to show you where all the, the 120 shrines are. And I just started, like, doing the Fallout thing where I picked an area. And just it was rolled just like, through that I'm area. I'm going to do all those. Some of them you have to go back for because they're puzzles or things like that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just, just do that. Just get either, you know, get enough food that you can go in with less than that hearts. But I think it's I think it's like on the normal scale, I think 
being at that master sword level is like the baseline to make it uh, winnable, unless if you're a master at the yeah. game. That makes uh, sense. So, yeah, but like I said, it, even if you concentrate to beat Breath of the Wild and just get to the twist and six, um, I, I think, think I can accomplish that. I think yeah. I can accomplish that because literally my my vacation starts tomorrow and it goes all through next week. So yeah. fingers crossed. Yeah, because I I crossed. want yeah I want you to. There's two moments um, from from six that um, that always stand out to me um, is is the twist and obviously that really dumb opera scene. Uh, <laughs> Which I'm I'm pretty close to that yeah. right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably like the next thing i'm getting to it's, it's my favorite part of watching speedruns that game is i love when you get into if you get the right streamers on there speedrunners they actually uh have it ready to where somebody sings the opera <laughs> like not not in an opera voice but kind of like a regular singing right and they're not usually bad singers like you know it's actually a serious person that can actually sing a little bit um and it's kind of cool with, with the speedrunners when they do that but um, yeah, I'm interested to see how how how, how you do, how, how far you well, get. Well, I'll it. I'll try to keep everybody updated on Twitter and you guys in the in our chat. So, okay. I'm I'm yes. hoping that I will get through at least one. Try to hold me to that because yeah. I need I need a little push. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I think I actually took off Monday, which when uh, I didn't mention this pre-stream because I forgot when this went up, but um, I'm taking. <laughs> Off Monday, you know, because it is my birthday. Hey, hey, celebration! Um, I just turned 35, so yay! Yes. Passage of time, and we're all gonna die. Um, <laughs> well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> uplifting, right? Um, yep. I was thinking of starting during my one day off because I can't take full weeks in the summer because of my job. The the you know what my job entails. Um, was starting the uh, the Legend of Heroes Trials of the Sky or Trails of the Sky. I yeah. Are you going to stream it or do you just, are you just going to maybe play it? that was the kind of thing I was insinuating earlier that I was going to do it you know before I could warn anybody about it. Like I was going to do that like on Saturday. Okay. We, we record this on Thursday, Thursday Friday. Um, you well, know, yeah, the, yeah. You'll have can't missed go anywhere. It. You'll have you'll have missed it if you yeah. are listening yeah. to this when it comes out. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking of doing that and maybe streaming the first two hours of Last of Us Part 2 while I get my thoughts. That was kind of what I was going for that. Um, so watch the VODs. They'll be up if they're there. Um, if or not, you will have our Civilization VOD. And I will definitely do some trucking on Saturday because I didn't do it tonight just so we could record this podcast. Um, you know, so be on the lookout for that if you're a big trucking Thursday fan. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. So, All right. Sorry to interrupt your... your it's sleep. fine. It's fine. I... I wanted, I needed input. I needed, I needed to hear all that. Um, but yeah, um, I'm glad we're all still playing games, even though like we're not getting sick of them being in, in lockdown. Thank yep. God. Yeah, seriously. It, it's literally like one thing that's keeping me sane is being able to just go and play whenever I want. Yeah. <sighs> and we've had all kinds of news and announcements. Oh yeah. And what a week. It's been a hell of like. Usually this is a busy time anyway, but it's been like extra busy. I feel like. Um, and Jen, do you have s- some some news for us? Oh yes, I have quite a few things. I'm excited. Um, yeah, so we'll jump into that. Um, so first off, I'm sure everyone has heard by now. Um, 
Amazon is developing a Fallout TV show. Um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can actually, because look how great The Witcher was, how well received The Witcher was. So I wonder if they're hoping that this is their Witcher. I don't know. Well, it's the people who did Westworld. Yeah. So there's a little bit of hope. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be either the first Fallout or New Vegas. Um, because doing three or four wouldn't really make sense, you know. Well, the reason I say that is for those of you out there, the Fallout, Fallout and Fallout 2 in New Vegas all take place on the West Coast, and they have this big built-in NCR, you know, the New California Republic, and, you know, all that, where you can build a story off of. Um, so that's why I hope they do those storylines. Um, yeah, but at the same time, they may just make up their own thing. It's very possible. Like what they did with Westworld, they just took the concept and just made it all their own. I don't think that has anything to do with uh, the original Westworld. Yeah, you you can even with this set it in Los Angeles or something, you know, post-apocalyptic Los Angeles and still have the NCR in it just to get a hook from the Fallout fans. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be call outs and stuff from the Fallout games in it, but I don't think that it's going to be like right derivatively yeah. uh part of the that narrative that storyline yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah they just need to have super mutants that's all yeah I, it just scare it just scares me because <laughs> fallout is such a uh user driven experience that it could be like how do you create a narrative out of that because a fallout game is literally you exploring this vast mm-hmm. uh world that where anything could happen um but you have the control in a in a in a show like this i don't feel like that you it's the same you can't ingest it the same way i i that's why i think if they that's why i think they gotta have the recognizable group like and i can't believe i talked about and completely forgot about the brotherhood of steel um (laughs) which is gonna absolutely need to be in this game um or in this show i feel like that may be I feel like yeah. that may be the one thing that shows up, the Brotherhood of Steel, because it, it I feel like it's very synonymous with Fallout. Yeah, it's the been, armor, yeah, for it's, sure. The it's also armor. been in pretty much every Fallout. Yeah, yeah. Up yeah, until this point, they're, 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 they're the big overarching organization. Yeah, but sometimes um, they're good guys, sometimes they're bad guys, which yeah. can, which can <laughs> yeah. make things interesting. Yeah, so maybe and they're going to take that angle. That would be sometimes, right. yeah, and, yeah, and sometimes like Fallout Three, both main things are bad guys. You know, the Brotherhood of Steel and the Enclave. Um, yep. Spoilers. Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, how old's Fallout 3 now? <laughs> oh, it's a long time. A um, very long time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that, it's one of my favorite things about Vegas is that you can you can basically kill enough people that you get all the sides pissed at you. Like, yeah. I cleared I cleared out the first town, and then I had three of the four groups already mad at me. It's <laughs> a good start. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but in this, they're going to have to definitely play on that, you know, the big group. Yeah, whether you're, you know, it's well, gonna it, you're gonna have to have someone come out of a vault for sure. Well, it's also mm-hmm. it's also another thing where do you have one main character or do you show every yeah. faction? Like, right. are the factions the main characters? You know, it's there's a lot of things they can do with it. Yeah, and it's it, that's why I'm really scared. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, 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 at minimum, it needs two. You need you need a vault dweller. Someone that comes out of the vault and is experiencing the land just like the audience for the first time. Right. Um, kind of like when you followed, I guess, what is it, the James Marston character 
in mm-hmm. Westworld in that first episode, even though he ends up being part of the world. Yeah. Um, the spoilers. Um, <laughs> you know, and you just experience it through him. You know, that's what the vault dwellers got to do um, in the series. And you can have one person. He and, and they're really good writers, so they might not go to the trope where it's like the one person inside the Brotherhood of Steel that doesn't agree yeah. and wants to, you know, wants to bring it back to its old self or whatever. You know, sort of, sort of archetype. But yeah, it's very interesting because um, it's like how The Witcher hit on certain notes. You know that you know, um, make the series what it is. Um, especially if you've read all the books and stuff, mm-hmm. um, about it. Um, they were able to hit those notes, um, and still tell a little bit of a different story, um, than, than what have been in the games and all that while just hitting on key points and moments. That's what they got to do here is, is, it's gotta be, you know, they can do a whole new world, whole new series, but they gotta just, just feed, feed, feed a little bit of, you know, morsel to, Oh, power armor. Here yeah. you go. Ah, <laughs> oh, you know. Somebody somebody front. has somebody has that uh whatever the uh the the nuke is called. The um, mini nuke? Yeah, the mini the nuke. Big big boy, little boy, big boy. Yeah, whatever. whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Nuka Cola. Oh yes, you gotta get that Nuka Cola. You know, there. just have that stuff in there and that's all they really have to do. And I trust these guys can do it because of what they did with Westworld. Yeah. In terms of in terms of, you know, the um the scenery. Um mm-hmm. so I just I, I just may not don't... watch it, but <laughs> I'm excited. I just don't want them to ruin power armor. I don't want them <laughs> to show it in the first five seconds of the show. Like in the game in Fallout 4, you get power armor way too early, like way too early. You usually in those games you don't get power armor till like well hours in. Yeah, you can get it super earlier than that, and you can get multiples depending on how you build your character. Because you can steal, like, two or three of them pretty early in that game um, and have them in your inventory. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I got to load up Fallout 4 on Xbox and maybe show you guys my uh, my uh, Iron Man closet full of power armors <laughs> that I have hanging. That sounds awesome. Inside a shed. Oh, I spent, you know, not a surprise to anyone on this podcast, but I play, I spend way too much time redoing my town. Mm-hmm. that's like the one thing i didn't touch was the town i just I left loved, it i loved building up my town like, too like i built i i built my little shed shack thing enough that it told me okay you're good you don't have to do anymore <laughs> and then that was it and then i kept going so uh, I, I built a whole garage for my power armors <laughs> i had four different chests and you know that had specific things in them um I feel like if I had people to play Minecraft with, I would get really into Minecraft. Oh yeah, yeah you um, would. <laughs> but I, Mark, we would never see you again. Yeah. <laughs> it, it. I play with my nieces, and you know they're really into it. But I just want to like make them laugh, so I do really dumb stuff rather than actually play the game. Like you know, get them really mad as I just keep digging deeper and deeper and go, oh well, that looks like lava. Uh, oh, found I found bedrock. Like, yeah, and they're like Uncle Mark. You know, <laughs> never dig down. Get mad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but just just that little stuff where I got way too into that and the Death Stranding stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm just I'm just hoping you know with, with this game is that if they if they show the power armor, it's got to be like the end of the first episode. Um, whether it's just revealing that someone you met is in the Brotherhood of Steel, you know, like they open a closet, mm-hmm. you know, and it's the end of an episode. 
um, and you, oh shit, um, sort of thing. That's what they're doing. Um, but yeah, but like I said, I just don't want them to rush into the power armor. You got, you're gonna have a whole season worth of stuff. Yep. Just, just ha- wait, hang on to it a little bit. Yeah, you don't have to show it in action. You show it hanging in a closet so right, people know. Right, don't, right. You don't have to. Right, you don't have to show somebody using it immediately. Just yeah. you know. Yep. That's exactly. And you, and you have to begin with war. War, war never, never changed. Change. <laughs> and it's got to be Ron Perlman doing it. It can't be anybody else. See, they should just hire us. That's what really should be happening. That's right. We are we are the people who should be bringing you this show. Period. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Screw all I'm those we Emmys. Just, let, I'm glad we decided. Right? Yeah. Just in case they need a little extra help, they know where to go now. At the very least. Screw the fact that one of the writers of Westworld wrote Last of Us Part (laughs) 2. So, you know, (laughs) they have no track record for good storing at all. Nope, none at all. Not qualified. Yeah, so that's all I'm going to say about that because we already discussed most of the TV show. I'm really excited to see how it comes out. I really hope it's good because after uh, 76, I can't take another heartbreak from Fallout. By the way, I think that's a gold game this month. And this came out of nowhere. Yes. This announcement, nobody knew about it. I I don't know anybody who I I had heard nothing about people talking about this game or, or TV show, and it just kind of came out of nowhere. And I'm I'm not I'm not mad about it, but yeah, it's just amazing that they were able to keep this a secret for this long. That's very true. Yeah, yeah. So moving on to the next topic. Um, we have some freebies going on right now, which I'm sure a lot of people already know about, but they're all really good, so I wanted to bring it up. Um, right now, Amazon is giving away five free video games to all Prime members. Um, so if you haven't heard of this deal, I would definitely recommend you check it out because I didn't know about some of these games until I looked into them, and they're all pretty good. Um, so Dark Devotion is one. It's um, it's like a horror platformer, really similar to Castlevania, I would say. Um, Dear Esther is another one. It's a first-person um, simulator game. It's like an uninhabited unha- island. There's like puzzles. It kind of sounds like Mist, so I'm already interested. Um, there's one for Tom. It's called Grip. I don't know if you've ever played it. It's oh, is um, this the one where you race on the ceiling. Yeah, your, your car can just flip upside down to race yep. the other direction. It's a really crazy high-speed racing game. They basically explain it as Mario Kart mixed with F Zero. So, I mean, you don't get much better than that. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and then Turok 2 is for, you know, first person shooter has dinosaurs and alien battles. So what more can you ask for? If you're listening to this podcast, I would really hope you know what Turok 2 yeah, is. Yeah, seriously. Um, and then Kunai, which is um, a platformer game starring a character that is a tablet. And apparently there's ninja parkour in it. And it, it looks very weird, but kind of interesting. So... Those are the five free games right now on Amazon Prime. Um, since they're free, you might as well pick them up and try them. And if you play Dear Esther, let me know what you think. Because I don't know if I have time to get to that right now, but I really want to know. So give me a shout out if you like it. <laughs> um, so then moving on to the Xbox Summer Game Fest. Um, so unfortunately, because of COVID and the pandemic, um, E3 and Gamescom, et cetera, all these things are being canceled. So Microsoft has announced that they are bringing their portion of the show floor to us, essentially. Um, While I don't have an Xbox, I won't be able to take part in this. You guys can for me. Um, They are going to be making a ton of demos available for upcoming Xbox One games. Um, So they're going to be available for a week's worth of time during the event. 
Um, and obviously they're not going to be perfect because they're still in development. It's still a really good way to include people in the trial process. And that's kind of the same kind of chance you would get if you were at one of these conventions. Um, so right now they're saying anywhere from 75 to 100 demos are going to be available. And these are Oof. all like unreleased games. So yeah. I think it would be really awesome for someone with an Xbox one to, to take a look and see if there's anything worth trying. Um, and it's going to run from July 21st through the 27th. So you guys should definitely they, do they, that. They couldn't have done it this week when I'm off and I could play. I know, right? Two games. <laughs> Seriously. I'm Come sorry. on, Xbox, get on it. <laughs> uh, and then we had a Pokemon announcement, an interesting Pokemon announcement. Um, I believe it was last week, but yeah, it's kind of, uh, everything's a blur. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's no concept of time here. Um, so we found out that Pokemon, the Pokemon franchise is partnering with Tencent, and they're coming out with a five versus five multiplayer game called Pokemon Unite. Um, and it basically has the potential to become another massive competitive playing played game. Um, it's going to be on the Switch and also on mobile, so it's going to open it up to a ton of players. Um, there's not too much information on it yet, but it's basically typical Pokemon battling where you could play against other people and you level up your Pokemon as you go. So I'm sure that um, super competitive edge is going to come out in a lot of us. Um, well, it's and, a, it's a Dota clone, right? Yeah, it's like pretty a, much, it's pretty much Pokemon Dota. Right. Exactly. So I think it's going to be pretty interesting when it comes out and I probably will try it because why not? And I love Pokemon anyway. Um, so it'll be good to see, you know, if it blows up, it probably won't be this huge thing where, you know, you're sitting, you're watching people sit in the stands in an actual Pokemon battle kind of thing, but it, it might be something. So we'll have to see. Um, and then lastly, because I always have to put in a weird story, um, in the news here, speaking of Pokemon, this isn't another thing that's super new news, but I hadn't heard of this before. So I'm assuming some other people might not have. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard about... Pokemon Go Grandpa. What? Yeah. Oh, the dude with the thousand phones. Yes. <laughs> yes. So Pokemon Go Grandpa went viral in 2018 when he decided to put 11 smartphones on his bike and like yeah. splayed them out in front of him so he could play all 11 phones while he was riding around. So I don't know if That's you know. It's got to be against some sort of EULA. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It has <laughs> Am to I be. wrong there? He has now evolved himself to carrying 45 smartphones on his bike, and it basically fans upwards over his handlebars, and it kind of looks like a peacock fan of phones. It is the most unsafe-looking thing I've ever seen in my life. I don't know how much he spends on his phone bills, on electricity charging them. Like, I have so many questions for him. It's, it's wild. But he claims that he only does it to catch rare Pokemon, and he doesn't battle anybody. So. Honestly, I couldn't. T I've never battled anyone in Pokemon Go either. I don't. I don't know if I ever have. I don't know. Dude, I, don't I know. Have. I know for a fact I haven't. Yeah. Maybe I've I done. Have. I've done like the uh, gym battles, but I've never done like a like a person to person battle ever. Yeah. I don't think I. Probably because I've never seen anybody playing Pokemon Go in the wild since the first week it came out. That could be yeah. it. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> But wasn't it great how you can always see who was actually playing so easily? Just oh, someone yeah. looking down at their phone, walking and like pivoting or just being in a random spot, but like looking at their phone the whole time. Like, I know what you're doing. <laughs> and swiping. Yeah. Swiping. 
Like I know I can see that you're that you're flicking the thing to get all the pokeballs to come out of it. I can see that. Just yeah. you know, say hi. <laughs> nope. Gotta concentrate. So yeah, that was that was all of my news. Yeah, so yeah, one thing I want to mention, um, just because I, I, I don't know so much on Jen's side, um, because I don't know her history with reading, you know, gaming magazines and things like that. But I did want to acknowledge that, um, you know, Andy McNamara, who's the editor-in-chief of Game Informer for almost three decades, um, decided to step down this week. Um, and just, it, it's it's amazing how long that magazine um, has been in production um, and just how probably influential in terms of the way I got into video games and got into wanting to dissect them in a podcast like this. And just everything was due to, you know, having Game Informers growing up as, you know, my first magazine. Um, I didn't have a Nintendo Power or anything like that, like the generation before. Um, so uh, I just want to acknowledge that, that, that Andy's been, um, and his magazine, um, well, he doesn't own it. He's editor-in-chief. But um, uh, it's been an influence on me. I don't know about Tom or maybe even Jen in terms of uh, getting into video games more than you know, uh, most do. Um, but yeah, the, the one thing I want to bring up was that the great comparison that his career spanned it, uh, from, I think the first issue had a review of micro machines for the NES, um, to cyberpunk 2077 was his last issue. Um, and just how games have come, you know, in, in that time span, just to show you, you know, how long he's been there. So, um, probably not the last of the, of the old guard that's sort of going to step away maybe stay in games, you know, in a PR or consultant direction. But, and also the fact that he's 29 years at a magazine. Um, yeah. The fact that, kind of the fact that that magazine still exists and is still around it after that long. Yeah. That's it, especially in this day and age. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I just want to take a chance to acknowledge it, that I, there's probably a snowball's chance in hell he listens to this, this podcast, <laughs> but I would be remiss if, if a guy that I, um, you know, read all of his letters to the editor and stuff since I was nine years old, Aww. you know, um, you know, stepping away, um, you know, just, you know, hit me in a place where it's like, oh, I'm getting older. Mm-hmm. Uh, these people, <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those first acknowledgements. Uh, the fun thing is, is that uh, taking over in his role as Andrew Reiner, who's been there 26 years. Um, and when I first saw him in a magazine, he was um you know one of the edgy he was like reiner the cool gamer or something like that um like hat backwards in the photo and you know real 90s (laughs) thing he was that dude in the 90s yeah yeah kind of like because they all had some kind of like some kind of tagline to the type of reviewers they were in like the early 90s um so you know those were the two i knew like i don't remember any of the other old guard up until you know, recently when they started doing the video and then I started to remember names. But uh, the fact that those two are still making magazines, Andy's retiring and then Reiner's taking over the slide is just, it, it's just, it's just amazing. Um, I hope that we have a run of doing something, even a fraction of that amount of time um, in any one of the podcasts we do here. Um, so I thought it wouldn't, it would be something that um, we would be remiss from acknowledging here. At least me, I, I I would feel like we would need to say it. So, um, just want want to put that out there. Um, and one last thing that me and Tom just found out about. Um, I think I put it in the group chat. 
was that uh, 2K had their financial announcements mm-hmm. and basically said that NBA 2K21 is going to be 69.95 yep. on the next generation of hardware. So, so I think we're getting a price bump. Yay! I, I'm <laughs> wondering if there will be a backlash and people will I think so. Yeah, will freak out and they'll change it back. Yeah, I don't a, think. There was, yeah, there, there was a freak out about 49 to 59, and that stayed. So. Right. So I don't know if it's what's going to happen, but mm-hmm. all I know is that if you have Game Pass or you d- if you don't have Game Pass right now, you need to go and buy as many gold uh, cards that you can get and load up your load up your Xbox Live and then switch over to Game Pass for a dollar. Do it now <laughs> and you don't have to pay seventy dollars for a game. Yeah, or at least a Microsoft game. Or at least uh, a Microsoft game. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 gonna be a new world, and I'm waiting for people to complain and then remind people that NES games cost sixty bucks in you know fifty sixty dollars in the eighties. So yeah, um, it's just it's weird because I feel like at, at some point games went down to like thirty nine and forty nine, like in the disc yeah. era. Yeah, with, with PS one they were. 49 and then like the b games were 29 or 39 um, yeah and then then it came back up with the uh like the ps2 and the xbox yeah yeah and 360 error that whole early 2000s mid 2000s um it was why that crazy thing when nfl 2k5 came out for 15 dollars or 19 dollars or it was and just blew madden out of the water in terms well, it was of, a better game yeah. anyway yeah yeah <laughs> and it and then from that point forward, we haven't had a competition for Madden. That's right. Um, that was like the last one. Yeah, but yeah, it's going to be you know the you know the 12 to 18 year olds that are getting their first taste of yeah, it's kind of a business, guys. Mm-hmm. They're, yep. They're, they they need to make money. These things are going to be just as powerful as PCs, and they're going to charge less than they paid to build them, so they're going to make their money back somewhere. Well, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's, a, that's the thing people don't understand is that. They they're pretty much taking a loss on every piece of hardware, so they got to make money up somewhere. Yeah. And with people not you not wanting to do um, microtransactions as much anymore, it's definitely what's where the money's going to come from is the game price. Yeah, and it's a hundred percent why the old digital editions are going to be at least a hundred dollars less. Yeah. Because they're going to want you to not have the disc, so you can't buy used games, so you have to buy it from their ecosystem. Um, so they don't have to give a cut to anyone, um, yep. and that's oh man, three fifty nine for the all digital. Not that it'll be that low, but you know. Yeah, well, it'll be it'll be two ninety nine, Mark. <laughs> yeah. It might be. It might even be less. Well, Lockhart is probably going to be anywhere from one ninety nine to two ninety nine for sure, yeah. um, and that's how Xbox is going to pressure Sony to go way below what they want to go. Is they're they're going to announce Lockhart for that lower price, and it's just gonna it's going to shake the market. Um, they'd be dumb not to do that because it's so little to produce that thing. Um, yeah, because it's comparison. It's, yeah, there's not as know. much stuff in it at all. Yeah. And all it, right. Yeah. So moving on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> to the main topic. To the main topic. So it was just released, like like the day after the last podcast we did, that they're coming out with a Crash Bandicoot. Four, which first I'm going to explain why this makes no sense, and then we're going to get into why it does make sense. So Crash Bandicoot had like five or six games after Crash Three uh, in the PS1 era. Uh, 
the the PS one had Crash One, Two, and Three, and then there were a multitude of Crash games on other systems because it was no longer a Sony only franchise. And then they decided, oh, we're gonna we're gonna remaster the the Insane trilogy, which is one, two, and three, which is the same thing they did with a bunch of other games. But this one, I feel like, is the first one to really go, wow, it did really well. Let's make another one. So <laughs> now, um, Naughty is Naughty Dog or Insomniac? I'm, well, I Naughty Dog it. originally. Right. So I, I don't think, know who's doing it now. I don't, I'm not sure who's doing it now, but either way, they're they're going. Oh, hey, we're going to just pretend that none of those games after 3 existed, period, because Naughty Dog didn't do them, because they're not yeah. the original so, ones. Yeah, so if Naughty Dog's doing 4, then that is exactly why it's 4. Let me just double check. I got to fact check that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah. The, I, I tweeted uh, when you sent this uh, to me, or quote to or whatever. I just sent that tweet of that, like, animal or puppet or whatever, just going back and forth shrugging with the but why. <laughs> you know right exactly uh, so uh ba, 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 crash 4 blah 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 i think it's vicarious visions that are yeah, they, doing they did the insane they did the insane tw- trilogy right so it would make f- sense for them to do a, a new game and yeah. i feel like this is really why they've started remastering games like a ton of games have, from this era have been remastered or remade uh, we look at Resident Evil. We look at Crash, Spyro, um, and now Tony Hawk is getting a remaster. So I feel like if this Tony Hawk game is any good, first of all, and it sells as well as people think it's going to, they're going to make another one. I think it's. I think they're using these as, um, you know, uh, like a test to see if people are still interested in that franchise. Yeah, yeah, it's yep. it's it's because the PS1 era, a lot of those games going back are hot trash now. Well, yeah, they look like they look like shit, and I learned <laughs> that real quick on the PlayStation Classic. Yeah, just yeah, they, that's why that's why games from that era are all being remastered. As much as we kind of shit on the N64, which we really shouldn't, because yeah, you know, it is, is actually, but. Um, <laughs> The thing is, is some of those games hold up better because Nintendo tends to, especially games like Ocarina and Mario 64 and, you know, the Nintendo in-house games, um, because they use as much of the technology as they can use um, on there. They take the most advantage of it. Um, So those games hold up. Um, But for some reason, Sony in that first 32-bit era, it was, you know, God, I mean, remake, you know just blows obviously it's been years but like it goes oh yeah i'd rather play this than play through that well, again well so. especially if you look at yeah final fantasy 7 was like the first big huge game that they were that that they were doing on that system three-dimensionally wise because there were a, a bunch of big 2d games on that beforehand but and if you just go if you go back and play that now and you see like the randomness of the 3d in that game like there's chibi sprites there's regular there's like human-like sprites there's like all these different things mashed together in cutscenes. like some cutscenes are normal looking people some cuts cutscenes are the chibi sprites it's just like what were they doing back then and why do yeah. we think it looks so good well at the time it looked really I, good but 
the, the fun part of this conversation, which you made this topic, then I heard what I'm going to mention, um, and it uh, put a white bulb off in my head, um, is I was listening to uh, MinMax, uh, the mm. guys that sort of got laid off from Game Informer, and they were saying it, it feels like it's an age thing. Like, over the last five years, we saw a lot of remakes of 16-bit and Pixel and Metroidvanias and things that would have been people that grew up in the early to mid-90s, you know, with those games being popular. And that's the nostalgia they have and the things they want to see redone and remade. And now we're getting into the people that grew up, you know, mid to late PS1, N64, you know, that era, PS2, in the sense that um, a lot of the, you know, want to do games that pushed that envelope back then but look like shit now. And yeah. you wouldn't go back to them. Um, and or they did the the insane, insane fun stuff that the early PS2 did with things. And that's why you saw a lot of that stuff in the Sony conference and, you know, Crash coming back and Spyro and Tony Hawk and things where they're like, I love that thing as a kid. I think we can do it better now. You know, um, yeah, I, I feel like I feel like the person, the perfect person to talk about this is jenny because jenny came in at that ps1 and 64 yeah. level um like what what do you think about all of these remasters and the possibility of new games coming out i'm like are you excited about it is there one that you'd like to see more than others i love the fact that remasters are a thing right now it seems um and like you said it it definitely it helps you relive your childhood and a lot of times when you go back and play these older games, you're like, oh, this is painful. It's it's just it's amazing. And remastering something is like a stepping stone in order to remaking something potentially or coming out with an additional game to a series even. Um, I was thinking about this and I think I came up with ones that were a little bit newer. As you said, I didn't really start super playing games um, without having to utilize someone else's console. Um until later in life compared to probably the both of you. Um, So I had a few that I thought of. Um, There were some that I was thinking of that have been remastered, but it was so long ago that it probably could use another remaster, but I didn't want to list those. I wanted to go with games where I'm pretty sure they've never been remastered before. Um, My top pick, which I know I've brought up in previous podcasts, is Silent Hill. Um, Mm -hmm. And I know, Tom, you wouldn't agree with me, <laughs> but I can I can appreciate it. I wouldn't yeah. play it, but I can right. appreciate it. I, I just think it would be so epic to remaster the Silent Hill series. And obviously, we know the last game was in 2009 um, and they had Kojima teasing PT, which was supposed to come out in 2014. And it never happened because there was this big feud with Konami and him. And I think if they were to remaster the games, it would get more of the old fans back into it again and maybe convince a remake or possibly even a new game, hopefully a new game. Cause PT looked really good. I, I a hundred percent agree with you in the sense that I think the success of resident evil mm-hmm. makes them more, but God knows, yeah. you know, what, 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 what Konami wants to do. Right. But, um, you know, I think they just need to remake the first game. Like yeah. the sequels while good, um, you know, but it, but if you can get just that feeling and that horror um, of of that first game um, it, with updated graphics and maybe maybe a slightly better written story, 
um, to it because God, it, it still confuses the hell out of me. Um, you know, exactly what happens. And then I start mixing all the other games together and, you know, get confused. But, um, yeah, it just, they remake that first one and then, um, you know, go forward with the new game. Mm-hmm. I don't think yep. you need to do the Resident Evil thing of remaking two, three. Right. You know, I think just, you just enough re- to get people first one interested. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Be- because I, I think, I think the second and third games felt more like an obligation than, you know, really having something to say. Mm. Um, the, uh, what's it called? Um, and the, you know, um, just having the ability to um, make it as spooky as it is, but without the fog um, in there, um, because the fog just hid voting, yeah. um, essentially. <laughs> but yeah, Silent Hill's a great pick. It's probably the last game that, of that era of you know those survival those horror games yep. that was successful that hasn't been done yeah uh, but they probably make a they probably make a pachinko machine so Konami could care less <laughs> that's yep. right that's all they give a shit about yeah do you want me to list my other two and then you guys can go yeah i mean sure. go ahead I, okay. I don't really have a list i have a couple that i've i've been thinking about but yeah i want to okay. hear what you got going on okay Again, these are these are more recent than um, like even PS1 games, but um, the next one on my list, kind of following in the same theme, sort of, is Left 4 Dead. Um, oh, I love yeah. okay. Yeah, I love this series so much when it came out. I would love to be able to play through those games again, remastered. Um, They're on PC. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I own them, so if you want to play, we could play. Okay, so yeah, my yeah. my biggest. Um, motivation behind them officially coming out with console remasters is that i really want them to come out with left for dead 3 which yeah, i think good, would be a no-brainer i know it's, speaking it's of, we're talking about. i know speaking of petitions though there is actually a petition to come out with left for dead 3 and remaster the first two and it's over three three thousand signatures <laughs> so i should jump on the left, bandwagon they've been waiting for left for dead 3 since left I for dead know. 2 came out I know. It's the it's same. Just, it's the same thing with Portal and Half Life. Yeah. Then no, nobody's ever gonna get that third game. It's so messed. It, it is a Valve thing. You're absolutely right. It's messed up. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> they make <laughs> they so leave much you money Steam. They don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> and plus, Gabe's got to get some more knives. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, the the Left 4 Dead. Um, if I, it's it's another great choice, but it's even more of a. Um, situation of the publisher holding it back than anything. Um, I wish all publishers were like Capcom, where they just go, ah, fuck it, we haven't sold things in a while. Let's remake (laughs) Resident Evil 1 again for the fifth time. Yeah. um, And put it back out there. And this time we'll have boob physics in it. (laughs) Um, And, you know, just, you know, just just do that. Like, I think, you know, it it really comes down to developers. Um, Especially in this case. Some of them were shocks that they got done, like the Crash Bandicoot stuff, like just because of the Naughty Dog stuff getting done. And, you know, the great thing about Left 4 Dead is they're probably still a community playing it. Um, it's not like Silent Hill where that going back to that first game is virtually impossible. Right. Well, it's um, the, the reason that people are still playing is because they never got another one. Yeah. Left, yeah. 4 Dead one, Left, 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead 2 is essentially a DLC for Left 4 Dead 1. So... People still play Left 4 Dead 1 all the time, yeah. and there's still multiplayer active for it. Just like 
Team Fortress 2 has <laughs> active multiplayer. That game's 15 years old or something stupid like that, and I never remastered it. Yep. It's it's just Valve saying, we got plenty of money. I don't, we don't need to make any more games. Oh, so, yeah. good luck. Good luck seeing a remaster of any Valve game. I know. I know. You might get a new <laughs> one. Sad. That's more likely. You're more likely. You're more likely to get a new one than a remake. That's which is fine. Dumb. I'll take a new one too. <laughs> Actually, see, like it's it's so rare that you'd get a remake from Valve that the community made a remake and put mm-hmm. it out and sold it, and they let them do it. Yeah. Well, Mason, that's they, so good. they remade they remade Half Life One. It's called Black Mesa. It's on Steam. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure it's. It. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's on sale right now, uh, because of the Steam Summer Sale. So go get it. I think it is too. I think there's a bunch of Valve games actually on sale right now. Yeah. The, uh, and uh, a long time ago, I bought the Valve like Value Pack. Mm-hmm. It was like every Valve game ever made for like ten bucks. Wow. So yeah. Yeah, you should the, look. <laughs> yeah. The, the the thing with Black Mesa, what I loved is they made it all the way up until the the little change of location um and then they took like three years to make the second location um in it yeah. they like split it up the the fan made thing at that the i don't know i think there's i think no clip did a documentary on it um but i gotta look it up but if not that'd be a good documentary on the making of black mesa but yeah that's uh valve good luck yeah uh, that's <laughs> crazy <laughs> Um, my last one is the most recent game on this, on this little list of mine. Um, and that's the God of War series. And like I said, okay. I know, I know the last new game came out in 2018, so it's not like we're all like dying to have a new game, but I'd like to see the entire series remastered that way. Newer people to the series like myself could potentially play through the entire storyline. Um, and I think that could also help inspire the next God of War, which would be five. I think we're up to um aside from all the other maybe little ones that came in right um they they should really remaster all like the psp ones right the little ones and just so like i said just so newer people to the series can can play through and get a better understanding of the storyline and maybe a better appreciation for it too yeah the, the the only main issue with that is that the first three games are completely different games than the one that came out in 2018 Mm-hmm. So it'd be more of a nostalgia remake than getting the old the people that fell in love with 2018 to go back mm-hmm. um, because they're, they're completely different games and mythologies as well, um, depending on if people really care about the mythology. And in some cases, people make complete movies that have nothing to do with the mythology, but are in name only. <laughs> not, not that I've seen any of those lately. Nope. Um, but the uh, yeah, the the God of War. um it's such a, um, I think that's one case where I'll slightly disagree with you, Jen, in terms of needing a remake. I think they did such a good job of changing the tone and feeling of that series, mm-hmm. that remaking. Um, it would have to be what Resident Evil did, sort of, where they'd have to remake those games in the new style and not just remaster the old ones. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, it. You know, going back to the button mashing and all that stuff that the first three games involve um, would just be such a flip from what a lot of people fell in love with. Um, I could be completely wrong, but um, I think that's why Resident Evil went the way it did and did everything off the RE7 engine um, when they did two and three, um, you know, rather than uh, using what they did for the, the first one remake. It's because everybody fell in love with the way that 
the re engine you know look that they use for seven mm-hmm. and um just did that but it's it's another good choice it's another one that would sell really well um if they did it but i think uh they would have to do a lot more work and it's something that may come down the line um well, the but the thing is they've already done it once they remastered them for the ps3 Mm-hmm. all of the god of war games so to get them up to snuff for like a ps5 release is probably going to take a lot of work right yeah yeah that's why i said a remake makes more would be you know just to go here's it's greece right not roman right it's, greek uh, it's both i think they, it's greek the, yeah it's greek mythology yeah um which is i think the first three games mm-hmm. and then this is norse um, yeah, and, and essentially he, he killed worse. he killed all the other gods, so he's got to yeah. go somewhere else. He's got to move on. <laughs> got to find other ones. I think we had this discussion, or I had it with someone else um, a while ago, where the uh, I think I think it was on here. We had Dan on. Yes, where, where, where we were, were trying to think of like who he could go after next. And I was like, Christianity's the next one. Yes, and we came up with an epic storyline for it. And then I think Dan was like, that's just Dante's Inferno. Yeah. Yeah, I I said that was just Dante's Inferno. Yeah, I think a few people actually pointed that out. Like, you guys know that's Dante's Inferno, Inferno. right? Um, (laughs) But but yeah, yeah, those those games are great. Um, I want to see what Tom has, because maybe not, but I have a feeling maybe one of ours will be the same. Uh, Well, I had the... Like the big one that I want to happen is Need for Speed Underground. Uh, for I, I guess it would be the PS2 era. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I feel like every Need for Speed fan that has ever like wanted w- wanted to play a Need for Speed wants Underground to be remade. Mm. But I they just leaked something that they're remaking uh, one of them. I don't remember which one it was. I think it's. Uh, one of the hot pursuits from like a few a few years ago, which you can still buy on PC. Which the whole the whole thing where you can still buy a game that's on PC doesn't make sense for me to have a remake. Yeah. Something that I cannot get a hold of or is very difficult. That's what I want to be remade. Which is why I would want like a Need for Speed Underground or even like the original The Need for Speed. I'd take that too because. Mm-hmm. They're just games that, if if you have no nostalgia for them, they kind of suck because they don't look great. Um, like the whole like the physics and everything, it's just way different than it is now. Um, so to remake them into like a like a to just take like the Need for Speed Heat engine and just make it underground, and I'll I'll be happy with that. Um, but yeah, that's that's like my big one. Um, trying to think, cause they did like they did Medieval, that's and that was terrible. <laughs> There's a lot of games like they read they they've done Kingdom Hearts. You know they did a lot of the ones that I wanted anyway already. They've remastered Kingdom Hearts. They remastered and remade Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think of like and they re they did it to Halo. You know like all yeah. of my big games they kind of already have done. That's how um, I felt too. Thinking about it initially, I'm like, geez, what hasn't been done that I really wanted? Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know, like remake Cruising USA. I'm down. What about for Midtown Madness? There, yeah, sure. <laughs> Midtown Madness. That. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, but I, I don't. I only have like those, those couple because yeah. most of the games that I like 
have been remade already or remastered. I, I, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, for me, we'll get the uh, group of games together, which I thought you may have said one of them, um, but not so much because uh, they're all sports games. It's not so much a remaster of an old game. It's just a current version of the game. Um, besides the obvious that we need a college football game and I don't care how they can get it to us. Um, that's real. Um, play that. But um, we need, I heard rumors that they may be doing it, um, but we need an updated NFL Blitz mm-hmm. um, game. Um, I think okay. Streets might be coming back, NFL Streets. Um, I heard some rumors about that. Um, definitely do that. NBA Jam. NBA Jam. Well, they did. They they did a new one of that. Did recently. they? Yeah. It was pretty good, but it was like, you know, I think it, you had to buy another game to get it or something. It was weird. Um, and right. you know, wasn't wasn't as good as the original as a lot of these remakes aren't. Um, you know, and just you know, remake those arcadey sports games and um, in in the sense, um, you know, bring back college football, college basketball. You know, the NCAA stuff that hasn't been there. Um, and I, I guess it would be in the same realm, but, you know, I want a uh, I want a wrestling video game that's like the N64 wrestling video games. Yes. Uh, so that was the one I thought you were going to say. Uh, <laughs> because the, well, I, the problem is, if they didn't make one every year, I'd say, yeah, do that. But, well, like, I, f- I feel like most of these have been made like I said, as a feeler to see if people were still going to buy them. Like, yeah. like medieval, I feel like was that, it, that was a remaster to see if anybody would go and buy it and nobody yeah. bought it. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so they scrapped that. Like, I feel like the, as, as much as I would love them to remake, uh, you know, either like a WCW game or one of the games that we played WrestleMania 2000 yeah. or no mercy. They make those games already, so I feel like they're the the nostalgia wouldn't make any like it wouldn't make a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's that's why I said it's not so much a remake for those. Just I want a game in that style. I think AEW's game should be in that style. That would, awesome. um, that would be awesome. <laughs> the but the one that I want them to remake, which it doesn't look like they're going to do it, but um, is because oddly enough. Uh, Resident Evil Code Veronica is my second favorite Resident Evil game um, from that era. Like, I don't think they need the remake four again. They already remastered it, um, and I think they're just going to skip over it and remake four um, because I think it's a nice hidden gem in there where it's this weird side story and you know goes to new environments that you haven't seen before. You know the the first remake of the mansion and you know um, the Antarctic base and all that. You know we're fun. Um, to go through. So seeing that in the RE2, RE3 style would be amazing. And plus it would mean bringing back the uh, Claire Redfield they made for RE2, which was an awesome representation of that character. Um, so that would be the one that I would put that would actually want them to remake, but I think they're just going to skip over it um, because it's like if Resident Evil Code Veronica was the game they would just put out, they would just put out the same game again going, oh yeah, we're putting out oh, we should just put, yeah, Code Veronica is available in the digital store get it it's the same game from 1998 or 9 or whatever it was <laughs> yeah um so you know they haven't even touched it at all um but yeah yeah that, that's really the other game the the other ones would be joke ones like remake jersey devil um uh, have you guys played jersey devil no i no. haven't that game's off 
Um, <laughs> it, it was just, I think it was one of those um, either 2D or 3D platformers um, right around the time. Um, I'm looking it up as I'm saying this. You know, right around the time, I think it's N64 and stuff like that, yeah. um, where they were just making a whole shitload of those games. Um, yeah, so, so it I came ha- out in 1997 as a 3D platformer um, on the on the PlayStation um, original. But yeah, there like you said, all the good games have already been done. Um, you know, there there's a couple series that um, haven't been touched in a while um, that you go. You know, I think the big one is, um, you know, from a Nintendo side is, you know, they, they haven't done much with Metroid in a while. And I haven't heard what Prime 4 is coming at any point. Prime 4, Prime 4 is coming, it, yeah. but it got the it had to they scrapped it and start from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> they so brought they in Retro re- Studios to do Prime 4. Yeah. So if they if they remade Prime 1 and 2 and 3. That would be great if they're not already planning on doing that. Or I missed an announcement. I'm sure if uh, Kurt's listening out there, <laughs> um, our, yeah, Kurt our will let us know. Podcast, Kurt will let us know <laughs> if I missed that announcement. Um, it's always nice to have uh, you know someone that likes a system be one of our fans, like as much as he loves Nintendo. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's not you know when it comes to remakes, it's it's all about going after the um, mascots. Um, like, I don't know if you saw that they were thinking of remaking Alex Kidd, you know? Yeah, in, why? In, why would it, you do such a thing? You know, and... Alex, I feel like Alex Kidd is such a throwaway character. Like, they literally stopped making Alex Kidd games because he sucked. And they needed they needed a better person, so yeah. they brought in Sonic. Yeah, yeah. So, and Alex Kidd's probably really popular in Japan. It's probably one of those things. Um, you know, and like Bugs, Bubsy and, you know, stuff like that. Um, well, I, I got a winner for you. We need to, you need to make it remake Twisted Metal 2, period. I feel like people would gobble that up. Yeah, yeah, just the, because the Twisted Metal, the game came out, was that 2014 or something? Um, 20, maybe even 12 or 13, it might have been before PS3. I want to say it was a PS3 game. It's a PS3 game, but, you know, yeah, it would have been 12 or, because I remember beating it, um, um through a no it had to be that early because i rented it from blockbuster there you go i beat it so yeah it was definitely that long ago um but yeah that game was not in the same tone and style um so that'd be a good one to redo um but you know if you're going to go back and do games from that era um i i just want to know where my blinks the time sleeper game is (laughs) (laughs) give it to me microsoft they they still own that right they own that game yeah yeah, that was, be he was supposed, I would say he was supposed to be a mascot, if I remember correctly, yeah. before Master Chief. The launch game. It's great. Ugh, I love it. I love talking about the old stuff because it it literally makes makes me want to like just reach out to developers, like guys, just just make this. Yeah. Everyone will buy it. Yeah. Like and there's still a chance like... for Blinks. <laughs> Hashtag give Blinks a chance. Like just think of like a a PS1 era game that you know, everybody played that right now is the perfect time to hit that nostalgia. Like you said, Mark, they already did like uh, Metroidvanias and 2D platformers and fighting games. Now's the time for early, uh, uh, early PS, like early 3D games, like remake Tomb Raider, you know, yes, something like that. Yeah. Have the fourth game be the remake of the first game. Yeah. 
That'd be great. Because that would make sense in the timeline, right? Yeah. Yeah, she'd be old enough at that point. You'd reach that point in the timeline? Yeah, just do it. I mean, people would love that shit. I know I would. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Just For people who don't have the opportunity to go back and play these games because they're on a console that sometimes you may not even be able to hook it up to a TV these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, you know, but just give them another way to play it, which is why I love Xbox backward compatibility. I can throw a, an original Xbox game in my Xbox One X and it'll play it, period. Yeah. Well, depending on what game it is. Well, the popular ones, the ones that people actually have. Yeah, I'm still mad it's not every game. So I'm sitting here with my... 360 copy of NCAA Basketball 10, and I can't do anything about it. Believe um, me, Mark, I'm with you because my 360 just died, so I need to figure that out. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, and it's just you know, there's the problem is is I don't know if there's you know talent's the wrong word, but people that really can do the you know 3D platformer thing well. There's some that are they're starting to get there, so maybe I'll be proven wrong, and this will be a hot take. <laughs> you know, or a freezing cold take in a few months or years. But, like, ukulele came out, and that wasn't great. Um, I, I kind of feel like 3D platformers just kind of went the way of the dinosaur. I feel like... Yeah, it, you, there's they, there's two shots coming up to bring it back. You have Sackboy, A Big Adventure, could end I, up being pretty not, good. I wouldn't even consider that a 3D platformer, though. That's it's like a 2.5D, I feel like. Um, and the Astrobot game. Yes. yes, Astrobot was a 3D platformer. See, there's also a difference between a 3D platformer and a collectathon, which ukulele was a collectathon. Um, and I feel like those are long dead. People don't want to do that anymore. So remake, you know what? You know what? Remake Mario 64. What are we waiting for, Nintendo? Give me a or, break. They just put Galaxy out, right, for Switch recently, or no? Or are they going to? Or something? I think they might be going to. That sounds familiar. Yeah, I think they're they're doing a bunch of Mario things, I feel like, this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's um, 35th anniversary. Yeah, so it's just a matter of time to see what they are. But mm-hmm. uh, 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 just Well, that Dr. Like a, Mario thing, where it's yeah. creepy Dr. Wario. A Mario 64 remake would be awesome. That it would be funny. so great. <laughs> by, by the way, Jen, if you have your phone, Google Dr. Wario. Dr. Wario? Okay, hold well, on. We're kind of getting off topic. The, the whole point of talking about this was ga- games that they would remake so they could make more of these games. Like that's why I think like Twisted Metal would be great. Yeah. Uh, to- Tomb Raider, they they're already making those, so we, they've rebooted that series eight thousand times. But <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like there it's yeah, got to be just, like a more like, obscure game that they don't yeah, really make. You just anymore. yeah, you just got to go through the mascots. You know, Nintendo has a bunch of them. You know, I think they tried to make a, uh, was it Icarus or whatever? Um, Kid Icarus. Kid yeah. Icarus. They tried, it didn't work. You know, you could try and make ice climbers. That may or may not work. Um, you know, you just you just run through that stuff. Um, well, I'm just waiting for, um, I'm counting down the seconds until they re- say that they're coming out with a new Spyro game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's definitely coming. As, yeah. Like, as soon as they said Crash Bandicoot, I'm like, all right, when's the Spyro game coming? Because mm-hmm. it's got to be. Um, it's. I just feel like these long-dead franchises are going to live again if there's enough nostalgia for them. Just because people want to people play them. Um, yeah, it, o- it only took them 14 years to make a good Sonic game again. Well, that's um, because the people who made it were fans. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
They were literally not even like they weren't they weren't uh, people who worked for Sega. They were just a fan group, and they they made this game. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, unless if there's we could be completely blanking on early PlayStation, you know. But I, I keep running back to that point of it's got to be you know um, things that weren't given the chance but had a lot of big hype behind them, um, you know, in that era of games. And I feel like that's more in the Nintendo side. You know, than anything. I think PlayStation has basically gotten their two big ones out yeah, of the way. Yeah, play, PlayStation has pretty much covered it at this point. Yeah, um, I, mean, I mean, what the hell happened to that Battletoads remake? <laughs> did they? Is that Again. dead? Or is it still coming? I don't know. I haven't heard anything about it. <laughs> that was last, last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Basically, it's anything that Rare owned. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really the problem. I feel like uh, anything that they owned is, like, in limbo forever. Yeah. Because... Who knows who actually owns it? Yeah, yeah. There's, it's, it, it's that kind of stuff because I think they every, uh, what's it called, um, uh, company has at least tried to remake their big product, you know, and see if it would catch on again. And it looks like Crash did. Spyro seems to have done that. Had a lot of good positive buzz from the remaster of one, two, and three. Um, you know, so that's why I'm thinking like you'll start seeing you know, weird and crazy shots out there. Like, like I said, well, Alex Kid and... Well, that's what they did. That's what I was talking about. Medieval. Medieval, Medieval was was that. Um, I would have never thought that they were going to remake that game. Like, I feel, I feel like it's coming and it'll be... I'll, like, especially now that E3, nobody gives a shit about E3 anymore. You're just going to see them rapid fire. Like, yep. anything you can think of, it's coming. Because they want, if it was even like remotely uh, successful back in the day, they they want to have it. They want to try to get it so that they can start making more of that game. Um, I'm just trying to think. What have there any been any other ones like? I feel like you know something like Legacy of Cain, you know something like that could could happen. The, the, the fun part is all the good nostalgia games either kept going, you know. Um, and well, they just made shittier and shittier games as they went along. Well, that's there was the never... thing. Like, Crash and Spyro both were made by one developer, and then all of a sudden they were no longer made by that developer, which is why they sucked. Oh, I know one that they just did. They just did um, SpongeBob, Battle for oh, yeah. Bikini Bottom. Bottom. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and it was terrible. I heard that it was not good. Yeah. It, it, the funny part is the creator of uh, the... The critics seem to hate it, but it's getting like its positive user reviews across the board. That's because so. people who were gonna buy that game liked it on the GameCube or whatever it was on first. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that's also a 3D platform. Yes, yes, it is. That uh, is still in that era. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's it's weird because a lot of the remasters um, tend to be as you've made this topic be. You know, tend to be a money grabs or things that have nostalgia. I would need to talk to somebody that is probably a little younger than uh, Jen, you know, probably in their mid to early 20s, you know, and not, you know, late 20s or anything like that. Um, just because there's such a shift, like between us um, and even a few years um, mm -hmm. before some are, you know, N64's king for them while for, I believe me and you, like SNES would be like our sweet spot in terms of, you know, a liking, a, a liking nostalgia older games, mm -hmm. you know, 
And it would be yep. interesting to see somebody, you know, 10 to 15 years younger than us and see what PS2 and GameCube game, you know, they would they would like to see remaster. Like, um, oh, it's coming, Mark. You know, all, are they? Yeah. Would somebody want to see, you know, Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door remaster? You know, yes, 100%. And, yes, I know I yeah. would. <laughs> you know, how, how how many kids, how many kids, Jesus, I, I turned 35, I sound like an old man already. Um, have you heard screamed about wanting Pod Racer? Well, they just did. Episode one. But, you know, like, those are the games where me and you were probably like, yeah, I played that game, it's okay. But there were some people that were like nine years old when that game came out, you know, and or seven or whatever. And we're like in love with those movies, you mm-hmm. know, and that was their game. And like, that was like. Like my Saturday Night Slam Master. Yep. You know, the game or, that I don't know if it's any good or not. Or my but, Days of Thunder, you know, yeah. crap like that. Like, you know, game, games like that. Um, that's their game. So we may we may not even know. Like, we're sitting here struggling going, what? It's because they've remade all of our games. Yep. You know, you know SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom is probably the first of those. Where you start right. seeing the PS2 GameCube era games that we were already you know, nostalgia removed from them. Yeah, Um, I would agree. I think that's like the first one where it's starting to get to be, you know, the the younger kids are getting their fix. Yeah, it'd be great to talk to your younger brother. Yeah, to see what, yeah. Yeah, to see what he's, you know, outside of Call of Duty and stuff like that. But they even (laughs) remade those games. I mean, you know. Yeah, they remade Modern Warfare. You know. Both of them. You know, it's just, um, I have a a cousin that loves Black Ops, you know, it's like, um, you know, just see what that generation is. And then, like, 15 years from now, everybody will want to just remake Roblox. So, (laughs) we're going to remake Minecraft. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Get ready. It's going to happen. I I, I can't wait for that day when that happens. Jesus. Mm, How old will we feel then? I feel old now that they're remaking, you know, like games from when we were kids. So yeah, that my, tells you. <laughs> yeah. I don't even, it, it, it's definitely the old man thing where I'm like, I understand games and stuff like that. But then sometimes my niece plays these Roblox games. and I'm just like, how are you? Mm-hmm. I'm like, is this what's like people watching me play Flash games feel like? You know, like Oof. she's doing like a, like a, uh, like a fashion show runway thing where she's got to pick out the outfit in two minutes. She gets a theme and she got to pick out the outfit. Everybody votes on it, hmm. and she plays it for hours. <laughs> you know, yep. and you know, just just stuff like that. I'm like, is that you know, is that like when we were playing whatever those like? Um, I'm trying to remember a good one. Um, that wasn't just a rip off of an of an older game, um, but like the the brick breaking game. Um, brick breaking. Yeah, where the ball came down and you hit the ball up and it oh uh breakout yeah but it had a different name for when it was flash um i forget what it's yeah called. It, it has a thousand names yeah it's kind of like it's kind of like othello where that name is you know copyrighted so every other yeah. version ever you see everywhere has a different name hmm. um for it but yeah but that could be the next thing we see is a lot of these flash games you know that were popular and free in the in the mid 2000s you know start getting you know, new life in things. Uh, they'll bring back friggin' Slingo or something um, <laughs> on there. It's just going to be interesting. It was it was fun to hear this topic um, and then hear, you know, another podcast 
talk about not particularly this, but something that's sort of an offshoot of this, where it's just you start, if you think critically about it, you start seeing the connection between things that are coming out now in terms of remakes and homages and stuff like that, and just taking it back, you know, those 10 or 15 years um, and seeing that they line up perfectly with a segment of games, mm-hmm. like a time period of game. And yep. that you're not going to have in, in four years or even less than that, you're not going to have much more pixel art, you know, Metroidvanias, you know, games like that. You know, it's going to be the end of the, you know, Celeste's and Meat Boys and stuff like that, the ultra hard platformers, because they'll start moving into something else because you get burnt out in the game development industry. So I don't know. It was a great topic um, to think about. Um, because it, it took my brain in another direction, and I think you were going with it, um, <laughs> in terms of thinking about that, like, we've had everything we want it redone so yeah. far, for the most part. You know, yeah, Jen, that's, got, that's... Jen picked a couple, but those are all publisher right. reasons why they haven't come out, you know? Yeah, that's what made this thing this interesting to me, because as I was going about it and thinking about it, I was like, they already remade everything I would want. Like, what? What else could I possibly need? But uh, they'll they'll always come up with something for yeah. sure. Oh, all I know is they not even in a remaster. You know, if they're if they're gonna make you know kitty games and stuff like that, I I just want to know where Knack through, <laughs> and and maybe that'll be a re- remake Knack. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the yeah, it's just it's it's a fun topic to think about. It'd be something to great to revisit if we're still doing it as a few years down the line. And see what has come out in those years. Yeah. yeah. And what they that would be great. Yeah, and what they what they correlate with. Um, you know. Um it, it'll it'll probably be like I said, that Sony press conference shows um and I think this probably I'm at least running out of things to say, but um, you know, that Sony press conference showing that a lot of the feelings of those games felt like early PS two in the sense that they were taking chances and doing weird things and, you know, not depending on the old franchises um, because it was only their second generation. So they didn't really have old franchises that weren't third party, you know? So, you know, watching that PS5 press coming on, Oh, you know, you know, having a game like bug snacks or, (laughs) you know, the way they're taking um, ratchet and clank and, you know, what they're doing with, um, you know, a couple of those indie games, uh, the, the dice game, which name escapes me right now. Um, you know, and just weird, interesting things is just showing that the group of young developers grew up in that era when it wasn't giving the next Call of Duty, giving the next, you know, Halo, you know, let's get these things that we know will make millions of copies um, out there. And that's that's why I'm excited um, about not so much the first um, wave of games at the next generation, but 2021 and forward um, to see if more chances are made because they have more power to I'm with you, but I think we've uh, I think we've exhausted this topic. So, <laughs> I mean, we're kind of going to talk about something that did kind of do the same thing. It's we're going to talk about our retro roulette game, and that is Luigi's Mansion, because they re-released this game on the 3DS, and I guess enough people bought it that they made a second one, and then they made a third one, which just recently came out. But we played the original on the GameCube, or dolphin for other people who on this (laughs) podcast um and i guess before we like super dive into the game mark did you want to talk about dolphin real quick yeah yeah (laughs) because 
I'll let you guys handle most of this conversation because um, I didn't get even close to where you got on the stream um, in the game. And, you know, I did have some fun with it, may or may not go back to it. But I Dauphin is the first emulator that I played where I was like, this is this just feels different in terms of what it does to the games and how it makes it feel almost the same. Like I was playing Luigi's Mansion on an Xbox 360 controller, mm-hmm. you know, and it felt just as responsive, you know. Um, it's kind of weird having the C button on the right stick um, <laughs> because it's a very cardinal direction button, um, especially in this game. Um, but yeah, the, the, the way it, it made Luigi's Mansion look a lot better than it looked on the stream um, on my uh, television here, and then I played, you know, a couple other games. You know, I pulled up. I'm pulling up my downloads now. Um, you know, I downloaded Super Mario Strikers, played a little bit of that, um, and just just going through and seeing, yeah, this is, you know, there's not a whole lot of GameCube stuff I like, but, you know, and this might, you know, get me to play because I only bought uh, Mario Galaxy and not 2. So I'm like, oh, this might be a way to play 2. You know, and it would look really good. Um, and it just gave me hope for, you know, the other emulators coming out in the future. But, you know, if if you have any nostalgia for the Wii GameCube era out there listening, um, do yourself a favor. Um, download Dolphin. Because I think at least for Wii, um, GameCube you might be able to, but it might be a little weird because of the mini disc. Um, you can put your games right in your CD drive on your computer. It depends what kind of drive you have. Yeah. Some some drives actually have that little cutout for a mini disc. Yeah. But mm-hmm. others don't. Yeah. If you if you have that little cutout, you can put that disc yeah. in your. Yeah. But it just you know if the game doesn't need motion controls, you know even though you could probably figure out how to do that, I didn't actually play the Wii side of it. Um, but you can play those games on there, you know. Um, and 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 it will look a lot better than hooking up your Wii to your television um, would. And I think that was the most impressive thing. And I am probably way late to the party in terms of <laughs> Dolphin. But um, I thought I'd at least uh, say something because I wouldn't have much to contribute to the game because um, I played enough of it to where I can give it a score at the end. Um, the inverted controls pissed me off just because I hate inverted controls. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that would be for any game that's not specific to Luigi's Mansion. Um, and it seems like a game that, you know, um, if I played it when it first came out, I may have been more into playing it now. Um, but it is, it's a, it's a Nintendo first party product. It looks great, plays well, you know, um, and it takes great use. It takes, um, great advantage of the controller, um, and using all the buttons and all the weird things with it. Um, so I'm just interested to see, um, your guys' thoughts, um, or how much further Tom played from the stream uh, about this game. Tim, why don't you start off? Okay. Um, so I really enjoyed watching you play on the stream, Tom. Um, I always wanted to get into Luigi's Mansion, and I didn't. I'm not really sure why. I think it, I just didn't really understand. Like, I had an idea of what kind of game it was, but I didn't really grasp the concept. Um, but I got really excited watching you play, and I was I was looking forward to playing myself. Um, and I had a lot of fun. It was definitely good that I watched you play because I got through a lot of things quicker than I would have if I had to figure them out myself. Um, but I guess the first thing that really struck me was the music in the game. 
it was really good. It was very creative and, and spooky, but like had a lot of bass to it. And it just sounded really good to me. Um, so I really liked that. Um, like Mark said, I used Dolphin as well. It looked really good on Dolphin. Um, I kind of forgot that I was playing an older game, honestly. And yeah, it's not that old, but still, it's definitely older. Um, yeah, I mean, that, the game looks pretty good to begin with. Right. Because it's not that old. It's 480p, but if you're upscaling it through Dolphin, you're probably playing it, you know, twice, three times the resolution that it was mm-hmm. when, when it came out. Yeah, so that definitely helped. Um, I like I like the idea behind it. It's very simple, um, but it's challenging. Like Mark just mentioned, the inverted controls are definitely frustrating. I'm pretty sure there has to be a way to trick your controller settings if you play through dolphin in order to uninvert the controls <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking about that the other day i'm like how can i, I maybe i'll try that but that's yeah, kind of cheating yeah there, there's actually a way to do it yeah like yeah. if you set your up is down and your down is exactly up. yep yeah. that that's the hardest part of the game really is because you have things coming at you from the ceiling and then from the floor and then just all over the place and you have to shine the flashlight up or the vacuum thing up or down and it's hard to remember that it's opposite so that was probably the hardest part to me um but overall i really like the game like i said it's simple but it's cute it has a little bit of the horror theme which i really like um and i think if you really sit down and, and try to power through it you could probably get through it pretty quickly um yeah i, I want to say in that hour and a half stream i did i was probably at least a third of the way through the game. Yeah, you got really far. I stopped, I think. I know I told you guys where I stopped. Now I can't remember. I think I... Oh, um, I had just beaten the... Was it the ballroom? Yeah. I, I beat the first boss, the creepy baby. <laughs> Chauncey. <laughs> <laughs> I beat Chauncey. And then, um, yeah, I got a little bit fur- further than that. I got to like the next level of the mansion and, and walked around a little bit. And I think I just completed the ballroom and then I called it quits because i was very tired (laughs) whatever night i played this but i definitely want to go back through and play more and potentially check out the most recent game because i heard that one's actually like way scarier i don't know yeah i think they upped the ante with the newest one right that's what i've heard so i especially especially since luigi's dead so they had to do something (laughs) spoiler luigi's dead (laughs) yeah i really liked it though i had a lot of fun with it it was it was nice to play a GameCube game. I'm really happy that it was so it worked so well for you guys. Me usually, too. <laughs> usually when we do these things, the setting up the emulators is like mm-hmm. the worst thing ever. But oh, luckily, God. like Dolphin, that's just a testament to how good Dolphin is, I think. Yeah. So you guys were able to just download it and it just worked. Yep. It was easy. It's a really clean look to it. Like the interface is really clean. It's super simple to figure out. I enjoy dolphin as well i just pray that we don't get like a ps2 game next because that's like the worst one <laughs> really like, yeah <laughs> setting up setting up pcsx2 is like a nightmare is it going to be worse than when i was trying to set up final fantasy 7 was it 7 that was giving me problems or was it yes yeah, 7 7 gave you problems because your computer was dying the whole thing. yeah was it 7 or was it was it 3 slash 6? You played that on a GBA emulator, so I can't imagine yeah, it being too... I can't too... remember. Or was it something else? There was one game where we... Oh, maybe it was Castlevania Blood... Blood oh, well, or Rondo was, Blood. Yeah, that was a that was PC Engine. That's that's why yeah. that was a problem. 
whatever that whatever it was yeah it was a nightmare so hopefully it won't be any harder than that was because that took yeah like, that one that one was stupid yeah <laughs> i agree with <laughs> that, that was that insane all right yeah so i really enjoyed this game uh it was one of those games where i was playing and all of a sudden it was you know two hours later and yeah. i had played almost halfway through the game and i was really enjoying it uh like everybody said the inverted controls made me want to shoot someone <laughs> uh it was just like why did this have to be this way it, it could have very easily just been you know normal controls and no one would have even noticed like i understand that back in the day inverted controls were normal a right. lot of people a lot of you know uh a lot of different games use them but that i'm so happy that they phased that out that doesn't exist anymore like if you if you're playing an FPS or something, you have to physically go in and change it to inverted because you're some sort of um, psychopath. psychopath. Yeah, <laughs> I can't <laughs> imagine was, wanting that. Honestly, I can't. I can't because not only that, not only is it weird to do, but it's like so slow too. That was another problem. Like your turning is so slow for some reason in that game. I like I'd be like yelling at Luigi like yeah, <laughs> Luigi turn around come on you're taking forever and yep. it would just never happen so there are a little growing pains going back a, a couple generations to those types of controls but other than that I, I had a lot of fun like it's not like a super difficult game I, I feel like it's not a game you could get easily frustrated with and it's just a cool a nice game to just sit down and 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 just chill with yeah. It, it's not super scary. I know the newer ones may be scarier, but these, this, it's not, it's designed to be like, you know, funny, funny, scary, scary, like Luigi's scared. You're not right. scared. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way he runs. I forgot to mention that too. <laughs> oh, yeah. The little jog he does. It's yeah, good. it's so funny. Even when he's like almost about to get killed, he's like, doo -doo 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 -doo. like it's, it's just hilarious. Mario. Yeah, Mario. <laughs> all right so i'm gonna give this game uh, i'm gonna give it a three because of the the controls pissed me off that, that's a three out of five not so bad but yeah. you know yeah that, that yeah that's exactly what i was going it's a three it's a very fine game i would probably have a great time playing it with my nieces you know um it'd probably be a good game i probably should get the third one for her she may actually like that for switch um but yeah, it, it's 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 another fine first-person Nintendo product. I don't think there's a game that they make that would be below a three that I can think of off the top of my head. I have my issues with Majora's Mask, but I don't think it makes it a bad game. Um, but you know, it, it's Nintendo always knows how to make their games, especially the characters they hold dear, um, which only seem to be Zelda and Mario at this point, <laughs> because they could give two shits about Samus and and Fox. Um, uh, Star Fox is long gone. Yeah, mm. you know, <laughs> long so, gone. Yeah, forgetting that Metroid is, pro I think, was the second or third highest selling NES game. Um, mm. But yeah, it's very solid. It, it's it, it'll hold up forever, as most of those games do. Um, so you know, I wouldn't be against going back and playing it again if we had to on a stream or you know, an extra life or something like that. You know, I won't hate myself. You know. Well, like like some of these games that we may have coming up would be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's pray that we don't get one of those soon. Yeah, seriously. Um, I would give it a 
little bit higher than you guys. I would give it probably a 3.5. Again, the main reason being the inverted controls. Um, I really liked it other than that. I really didn't have any other complaints. All right. That's good. I like I like it when we all like a game. Yep. I also it's like it when thing. you guys ha- I like it when you guys have a good experience. So yeah. we don't I don't have to worry about you not wanting to do this anymore. <laughs> all right. So on that good note, let's spin the wheel and see what we end up with. Interesting. We got oh. our first fighting game and our first Dreamcast game. Oh. We're going to be playing Soul Calibur for the Dreamcast. Interesting. Yeah. So, as you as you know, uh, if you've been listening to this podcast for long enough, we recently added Dreamcast, PlayStation 2, and uh, GameCube to our list of games uh, after we got everybody's PCs sorted out. So now everybody has the ability to play these games. So, Soul Calibur... Um, was a sequel to what was the soul edge soul edge soul edge for the playstation which was also a uh an arcade game so then they brought soul caliber which i believe was a i believe it was a launch game for the dreamcast it could be wrong it was close if it wasn't um but it went on to be a very popular uh, fighting game there's they just released soul caliber 6 not that long ago so still lives on yeah. Uh, sorry, Mark, we're not playing the GameCube version with Link. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, the Dreamcast would be PlayStation with Spawn. It's uh, the car. It's the car from Daytona. It is? <laughs> no, no, but there is there is a fighting game where you could play as the car from Daytona. I forget That's which great. one it is. That's great. Was, was there, like, what was the Dreamcast exclusive guy? They didn't have one. Oh, okay. Because it was the first one. I don't think they had a, an exclusive. I could be wrong. I could be totally so, so wrong. So, however, two one one of them had Spider Man, I think, or something. That might have been Sony. Them, that feels like a Sony thing if they had Spider Man. Yeah, it's funny. I just know one of them had Spawn, which is. Yeah, I think that was Microsoft had Spawn. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. I think that was two. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. That was for, for two that they did all the special characters. But this is the first game. What's interesting about this game is it's a weapons-based fighter. So it's a little different than a standard uh, 2D fighter. This is also a 3D fighter with mm-hmm. ring outs. So we're going to get a lot of new experiences with this one. Yeah. Uh, I have a little bit ex- of experience in, in the past with this game. Uh, John and I used to play it back in the day. Um, but I don't remember any of the moves or how to do shit. So this should be fun. <laughs> fun to try wait. to figure out. Because I don't think I, I don't know if I have the booklet for it, so we'll find out if uh, if I can even figure out how to play this game. It should be yeah, fun. I, I, I was hoping you were going to say Power Stone. Yes. No, I would. I wish I had Power Stone. I don't have it yet. I don't. I haven't come across one that's not eighty dollars. So I, <laughs> if I can find one, I would. We'll be playing Power Stone. But I, at this moment, I don't own it. Oh, well. It's been a hell of a podcast. It's good to have Jenny back. Yeah, it's good to be back. I hope you guys are excited for this this game coming up. Yeah. Uh, I will be streaming it on Monday. So come watch me get my ass whooped by the computer for <laughs> two hours. And stop by and sing happy birthday to me. And stop yeah. by. Not that I'm happy asking you to. <laughs> I'm demanding it. Oh, gotta do it. Uh, so yeah. I'll be streaming that Monday. Uh, hopefully next week our streaming schedule will back, get back on track. We kind of 
went off the rails this week because we had all <laughs> kinds of things happening. Yep. But that uh, that happens. It ha- <laughs> life get life happens. So yeah. Um. So like I said, we'll be streaming Monday. Come follow us on Twitter at Game Vault Pod and at, and Instagram at Game Vault Pod uh, to catch up on what we're doing. We'll let you know what when we're streaming, how long we're streaming, and who's streaming. Because every once in a while we get a special guest. Like on Sundays, we get Dan playing Civilization with Mark. Yep. And Jenny runs chat, so I'm sure you'd you'd all enjoy that. Uh, let's see, Mark, do you want to plug all of the other main damey yeah. things? Yeah. So Stranger Damies um, is our D and D podcast that comes out every Wednesday. Um, we just aired the first half of our um, latest session, um, so this Wednesday will be the conclusion of that. Um, as I told you guys, uh, in the game, that first episode that just aired is the most proud I've ever been of you guys, um, that you've actually, um, you know, uh, figured out using your um, abilities to be able to get things done uh, in there. I, I don't mean if that comes off sounding insulting, but if you <laughs> listen to the episode, it makes more sense and doesn't sound mean um, just because of the way they get through the what they do. Um you know, um, that's probably a little spoiler that I it said that's the a- outcome. But um, either way, it's, it's a very fun episode to watch um, because it, it's the first time that it seems like you guys clicked, um, you know, uh, working as a party in a non-combat situation. Uh, so, yeah. And then we have They Call Us a Movie. airs every Thursday. Um, last Thursday was, um, I believe, if I'm getting because we're working a week ahead now. Um, I believe that one was um, uh, Motorama, uh, aired on Thursday, and then this um, coming Thursday um, will be a special movie that I may have mentioned at some point in this podcast, so re-listen to the podcast and see if you can pick it up um, (laughs) in there. So that, and both of those are on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, just basically get the RSS from the Podbean, which would be strangerdamies.podbean.com. And they call this a movie.podbean.com. Um, you can search them out, too. It's it's, it's fairly easy to find. Um, we are Instagram and Twitter for Stranger Damies. It's at Stranger Damies for both of those. Um, and for They Call This a Movie, the Twitter and Instagrams are the main Damies main channel. Um, Anthony, editor-in-chief of the, uh, you know, this whole thing, um, you know, runs those two accounts. and does a really good job on the Instagram using little quotes and little clips from from the shows um that sort of get you wanting to listen to the whole thing so they are both they're all good follows um on there and you can also follow the the main damies instagram to just see you know as a way to follow the group's thoughts on movies and news coming out um of movies so um yeah do all that good stuff like share subscribe you know all, all, all the stuff you need tell your friends five star reviews you know, um, it's weird. They only let you rate five stars now um, when you go on iTunes. So um, be sure to it's do that. Because no one, no one used any of the other ones. That's probably why. Yeah. No, it just literally it grays out. It makes it automatically five. You can't do oh. anything about it. Well, that's a that, that's a good it, thing. It, it won't let you continue unless you hit five. <laughs> you hit any of the other numbers, it doesn't let you. Continue. All right. Well, another another lovely week. Another another lovely set of games we'll be playing. I hope you guys are ready to get your asses whooped by the computer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. 
Uh, stay safe out there. You know, be smart. Don't be don't be an idiot when you go outside. <laughs> stay safe. Uh, and from Mark and Jenny, I'm Tom, and we'll catch you guys in the next one.